Big Podcast. In Nashville, Tennessee. It's Bill the Big Podcast, the marketing podcast for podcasters. The podcast all about growing your podcast, spreading your message, making more money with your podcast, making a podcast that people care about. Bigpodcast.com is the website. My name is David Hooper. And on this episode, we are going behind the scenes of a press junket media tour. I've got three sections. The before, I'm going to build this up, explain to you what's going on. You're going to be on the phone with me and a producer doing one of these interviews. The during, this is the actual raw interview. You're going through it with me as it is happening. In the third section, the after, some final thoughts on the subject and the call that I had with my producer immediately after the interview as well as some final thoughts to wrap this episode up in a nice package about junket interviews. Years ago, before we had the technology that we have now, like a lot of things, these media tours, because that's basically what this is, they were done in person and they're still done in person. What you would do is you would get a bunch of media outlets together to ask questions of people, or maybe just one person involved in a project. New movies coming out, junket interview. Kiss takes off their makeup, junket interview. New book comes out, junket interview. War starts, junket interview. Kind of like a press conference, but one-on-one. And sometimes you would actually see these done together. There's a press conference on the front end. All the big stuff gets out of the way. And then you go one-on-one with the person to do follow-ups for your specific outlet. It's a great use of time. It's like being in a doctor's office. Let's say you go to the dentist. What happens? You sit in the chair. There's a hygienist. She or he comes in, scrapes everything off your teeth, makes sure they're looking good, maybe polishes them up. Then the dentist comes in. All the pre-work has been done. The dentist looks at you. You build doubles. (laughs) Very effective use of the dentist's time. While the dentist is talking to you, the hygienist are in other rooms waiting for the dentist to come in there and talk to those people. I do these interviews time to time on my radio show, Music Business Radio. Normally what I do is I've got a guest for a couple of hours. We'll sit down together. I can dig a little bit deeper, go into some situations that maybe I hadn't thought of, kind of follow curiosity. My producer's there as a third year. Say, David, go in this direction. Let's talk about this. It's a collaborative effort. You've got the time to put something together. This interview that I'm talking about, it was with Dolly Parton. She came to us or her people did. She's doing a bunch of interviews in one day. I'm going to get to exactly how she did that. We've got roughly 10 minutes, 15 minutes, maybe. I'm going to get into that in a minute too, because sometimes you get a little more, sometimes you get a little less. You don't really know when you're going to stop. This is one of the reasons that you need to be prepared. It's like that doctor's office. If the next patient hasn't shown up, maybe you've got a little bit more time with the doctor. But if that next patient has shown up or they're double booking for the next guys, then you really don't have a lot of time. So you kind of don't know what you're getting into. You have to be prepared for something short, something long. Hope you get the best. There's not a lot of breathing room because the clock doesn't stop. This thing is basically live. A quick side note about this. This is the reason that I decided to do a special junket episode. We have had Dolly on our wish list for 18 years. And until this opportunity, we have never been able to make it work. So when it did, or we thought that it would, because you never know until it actually happens, it was a huge opportunity. As I mentioned a minute ago, I'm going to play you the lead-up conversation that I had with me and my producer, as well as our conversations afterwards. I didn't really sleep the night before. 
I wasn't crazy nervous, but there was more pressure on me than normal. Part of that was self-inflicted because I really wanted this to happen. I really wanted to do well. I've been talking about trying to get an interview with Dolly Parton forever. Strangely enough, editing a draft of my upcoming book on podcasting, I just went through a section and it was talking about dream guests. Well, here are my top three dream guests. Dolly was number one. I got to re-edit this section now. (laughs) I got to think of a different dream guest because this interview just happened. Not quite like I wanted to. I'm also going to be getting into that. Like I said, this is a junket interview. You've got 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes if you can stretch it out. I was happy to be there. I wasn't going to say no, but I want to go deeper with her. So I'm going to talk about how I'm trying to do that. You're actually going to hear that during the interview, how I set the thing up and how I finished it. But regardless, even for 10, 15 minutes, it meant so much that they reached out to me. As a podcaster, you know how it feels to be turned down. Maybe because you're not big enough or maybe it's timing or scheduling conflicts. It could be for a number of reasons. A couple of examples of this, and I'm using them because they're both related to the Dolly album. It's a duets album, a rock album. I reached out to Judas Priest when they were coming through Nashville. This was a few years ago. I gave him a pitch and I said, I will come to you. Where we record, it's downtown. They were playing at a venue downtown. They're on a tour bus. They can't exactly come to us. <laughs> I guess they could get a cab and come to us, but I was like, look, I'm going to come to you. I'm going to make this as easy as possible. We're going to get the gear. We'll set up wherever you want us to. Backstage, hotel room, wherever you are, we are coming to you. And I was talking to the manager. She's very nice, very nice. But more or less, she said, no, thanks. Ironically, a couple of years later, Rob Halford, the singer of Judas Priest, he reached out to us about something to promote his solo album. So that eventually happened. And this is what I talk about when I talk about being turned down. It's going to happen a lot of times because of timing. And that works in two ways. Maybe there's nothing to promote or maybe, you know, Judas Priest, I'm assuming they're busy that day. That gets me to my second story. This is somebody else on the Dolly album. Joan Jett had something similar happen with her. She was coming through town. I was talking to her management company. And the answer was, Joan's only in town for a day and she doesn't do any media the day of show. Fair enough. Timing, man. She wants to be prepared for the show. That makes sense, right? So it wasn't like, no, you're too small. No, whatever. It just didn't fit in her schedule. You got to keep this in mind when you're reaching out to people. Don't get pissed. Don't blow something up to be bigger than it is. So you're internalizing this. Oh, woe is me. Nobody wants to come on my podcast. I mean, it just happens. And you never know when something's going to come around again. Because in my business, and I'm assuming in your market, in your niche, your business, it's a small business. Most of the time, it's just timing. These people, whoever these people are, the people who you want to interview, they would not be who they are if it weren't for people like you. These people need media to be rock stars, to be famous, to sell books, to sell tickets, to sell albums. They need what we do. The big point is this. People are busy. There are a lot of things that can happen that one gets you turned down for an interview, but even if you get booked for an interview, somebody's going to cancel on you. Oh, sorry, we were running late. Can't do it. Technical issues, all sorts of things. Time zone mix-ups. I have that happen all the time, especially with remote interviews. So back to Dolly, our number one guest. We wanted her. And the junket interview, I'm not going to turn it down, but it's really just a starting point. 
And that added to the pressure. That's another reason that I'm featuring this here. I want you to hear the pressure that I'm under to really make the most of this. I've got 10, 12, maybe 15 minutes max. I've got to get a full interview, which to me, 10 minutes, let's say, that's more difficult for me to get something really good than if I were to have an hour with her, than if I were to have two hours with her. When I've got an hour or two, I can edit. We can go deep. We can talk about the old stuff. We can talk about the new stuff, the old projects, the new projects, what things used to be like, what things are now. With a junket interview, more or less when people contact you about these or you contact people and get on one of these, they want to talk about the new stuff. That's kind of the deal. But you, maybe you don't care about the new stuff. Maybe you want to talk about your stuff, what your audience is into. And that's something you're going to hear when I play this tape. I wanted to talk about what my audience, musicians, were interested in, but also talk about what Dolly was interested in, which was, one, a new music album, two, a new book. And without a lot of time, talking about two things, that ups the pressure even more. So I've got about five days to get ready for this. I got a text from my producer. Hey, man, we finally got an opportunity with Dolly. Are you in? And I said, fuck yeah, I'm in. I'm 100% in on this. I'm thinking about it. We've got it coming up. What am I going to do in this 10 minutes? I got to make it count. I go to Facebook. I go to social media. And this actually added more pressure. <laughs> I was looking for Dolly stories. I'm in Nashville, worked in the music business for years. And everybody and his brother seems to have a Dolly story. Dolly's a character. She's legendary. And everybody who's ever run into her They've got a Dolly story. Let me give you a couple examples of this. Trish Chris says this. I was program director of the team who rolled out her imagination library as a statewide program under Phil Bredesen, who's the governor, in 2004. Nobody could make him blush like Dolly in interviews and conversations. Adorable. He'd turn deep pink and giggle and smile. So this is the governor of Tennessee. And Dolly is making him blush. That's the kind of impact that she has on people. She's got that reputation. <laughs> she had a water park in East Tennessee called Dolly Splash World. And they were filming a commercial with her. She's in a wetsuit. A friend of mine who's an audio engineer. And they're figuring out how to mic her up. So he's got this mic and he's having to run it under her shirt. And she looks at him and she says, you love your job. <laughs> Again, story after story, this actually added to the pressure. I was getting too much to cover. <laughs> uh, this is a friend of mine, Eric Stevens. He's a bass player, and he's talking about playing on the 9 to 5 musical. And he said, it was one of the highlights of my life. Such a lovely lady. Some of us musicians were talking about her, and someone related that she'd recently been asked by a reporter if she was ever going to get another facelift, to which she replied, honey, if I get another facelift, I'll have a beard. Anyway, <laughs> she's got a reputation, you know, and I was getting ready to be part of that. So that's, uh, that's a little pressure. I've done hundreds of interviews for this particular show. To give you an example of the level that we're working at, the request that I just got, they reached out to me about sitting down with Brad Paisley. So just to be clear, it's not a fame thing. It's that it's my number one guest. I've only got so much time and it's a remote interview. It's not me sitting in the same room with an engineer who can help me out if the mic goes bad, if the headphones go bad, because that's how these remote interviews are. Dolly probably did about 20, 25 of these things that day. And I've got all the issues that I'm thinking about. 
How am I going to get a good interview out of this? And I've also got to be an engineer within the very specific time frame that we had to interview her. And it was very specific. You know, most interviews, they start at the top of the hour, quarter hour, bottom of the hour. This was something like 11.47 to noon 03 or something. I mean, it was very, very specific. And that was the info we got on it. Hey, if you want to chat with Dolly, that's cutting into your time. When we flash that 60 seconds, you got 60 seconds. We're cutting you off regardless. That's the deal. So wrong link to connect. You're there a little bit late. Sorry. Wrong time zone. Sorry. Online connection drops. Sorry. Mic doesn't work. Headphones don't work. Sorry. With the whole thing live to tape, no pre-talk, no talking to producer, that hard stop, a lot of pressure. So I've gone to social media. I'm getting these great stories. If you had a chance to talk to Dolly, ask her questions, what would you like to talk to her about? One story stood out for me. This is from Joshua Skidmore. Somebody had tagged him. I thought this message was so touching. When I read it, I literally started crying. He was able to express what I was feeling in a little bit of a different way. I'll get into that after I read this message. Here's what he said. He said, I just relay how important Dolly is to the LGBTQ plus community. There's no question of her incredible talent, stunning beauty, wicked sense of humor, and heart of gold. But I think her biggest gift, her superpower, is authenticity. Dolly has somehow managed to live her life exactly the way she chooses without dimming her light. And it's that inner light that allows her colorful exterior to exist without contradiction. She's completely real. Her authenticity is a glorious example for others who need to be reminded that their light is just as bright as everyone else's. To me, that is a quality Dolly has beyond measure and one of her many precious gifts to us all. I'm not a member of that community, but I will tell you that this hit home to me as a native Tennessean. I was born in Nashville. My family, where my mother comes from, a couple of counties over from where Dolly comes from, hillbillies. Grandfather worked in a coal mine, great-grandfather, coal mine. When you think about East Tennessee, Virginia, that area, Dolly's people are my people. So there's that. But there's also what Tennessee is known for. And right now, Tennessee's not given us a lot to be proud of. We're near the bottom for education, for healthcare. We're at the top for infant mortality. Everything's been gerrymandered, so your vote doesn't count. The state is refusing billions of dollars of federal aid for education, billions of dollars for federal aid for healthcare. I guess it proves a point for someone. So to have somebody like Dolly, and I talked about Imagination Library, that has sent hundreds of millions of books to people and taught kids to read who might not have had a great education system. She's providing scholarships for the kids in her county when they graduate high school. She does so much great humanitarian work here. That, I think, exemplifies the people of Tennessee that the world may not be aware of because we've been held down by various things. So when I got that comment from Josh Skidmore, I said, oh, yeah, this is it. This is how I want to frame this interview. Would I be able to read it all? That was the next question I had. Not a great reader. Then I'm getting all emotional about it. I mentioned to my wife about 20 minutes before we went on, completely lost it. Uh, She said, you better not read it like that, man. (laughs) And I didn't want it to be too heavy either. No introductions. When she hits that screen, you go, go, go. No small talk. So for me to go into LGBTQ+, I said, man, you know, that might be a little too heavy. That's where I was. I'm going to play a call that I have with my producer, Gary Crane. This is right before we connected to the session. He was on that session with me. 
This is us working out everything beforehand, making sure the links are good to connect, me trying to keep my mind busy, stay calm right before the interview. Hey, all right. Um, dude, I'm getting Zoom set up for this. I haven't logged into the thing yet, but I'm getting ready to. Well, I haven't either. I was going to give you my new rundown. I, I went to Facebook and asked people about uh, Dolly stories and things and got some great right. stories, but just kind of an approach. And just to give you an idea of where I'm going to lead with now, do you know Josh Skidmore? Uh, I don't. I know the, I don't know why I know the name, but I... Well, he said something that I think was interesting. It, it, honestly, dude, if I had to read his question, it was so touching. I, I think I'd break in, into tears. He said, he goes, I want you to let her know how much LGBT plus community loves her. And he explained it. And um, I'm getting choked up now. Um, anyway, but I'm going to say that. I mean, because basically he says that she allows herself, like she comes out as an authentic person. And because of that, it lets like this colorful exterior come out and she's, she's always herself or seems to be what we know about her. Right. I think people have found that inspirational. What I was going to lead with is perfect tie in to actually to the, um, to the calls uh, or not, 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 I'm sorry, looking at zoom. I'm trying to not, <laughs> do, I, do I need to sign into zoom? How does this work, dude? Do I need to... No, I've done it. I do it all the time. Let me sign in while I'm talking to you, see if I can explain what he said. But I was thinking like when I listened to the record and I don't know if you've heard it, I mean, she's in there. I think we might've talked about it. She's in there with like Ann Wilson from Heart. And, right. and Ann Wilson is a powerhouse vocalist, you know, but yeah, it's still Dolly. I mean, she doesn't try to compete with her. She doesn't try to it's not just like a cover song. It's not like listening to the heart version. It's a Dolly song, but it's rock. So I thought that would be interesting, like to talk about like how she chose the songs. Unfortunately, we don't, we just don't have enough time to go into all the stuff that I would like to go into with her, but I would hope pretty fast. Oh my gosh, dude. And I hope that we can, um, get her back in, you know? So uh, hold up one sec, Gary. I don't want to disconnect you. I got to go into the Zoom Authenticator app. I'm glad I'm logging in here ahead of time. Um, I used to always joke around about Dolly. I would interview her if it's two tin cans and a string. And uh, yeah. this is pretty close. <laughs> Zoom. I'm glad they're doing a double ender. <laughs> so, you know. Uh, so, um, so right now, all I hear... Well, like, how how did she pick the songs? Um, okay. How is it that she's always herself? Is that something that you've all, she's always done? Is it something that became later? You know, because there's all this stuff with Porter, you know? It's like, you could just get the feeling like she was maybe holding back. Somebody mentioned the girl group she was in in the 60s. Do you know about this? On Monument Records? No. It's great, but it sounds straight up like um, the Brill Building like, uh, that kind of songs, you know, like the, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's, um, yeah. So just stay away from anything controversial or anything edgy that, well, I'm not going to mention the L LGBT thing. I just don't want, I don't want to go there right away with her. I don't want to, do you know what I mean? I mean, it, it's a conversation I'd love to have with her, but we just don't have enough time to get into it. And, um, I mean, I'm not saying that's controversial. Well, it could be for her. There's also, you know, she donated a million dollars to COVID. 
And yeah. I'm not going to go there either just because I love to talk about it. You know, she, the, the video of her getting the shot is like, that's a pretty big deal. I mean, like I said, their focus is this, the, the book and the music. Yeah. I don't want to mess up our relationship with Republic because we, you never know. We may get another opportunity. Well, that's what I'm looking for. How are you, hey, how are you listening to yourself? Are you, are you listening to yourself under tuned in or? I'm just going to say music business radio producer. That's what I'm going to write on my thing. All right. So I'm going to have my name. I'm setting this up now. I would say host for sure. Yeah. 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 Uh, edit my profile. Son of a gun. Are you in there now? No, I'm not in the room. I'm I'm not in the room now. Um, I'm trying to sign into Zoom to change up my profile because it just says David H. Nashville. That's fine. You'll be able to, when you sign in, to their room, you'll be able to write your name in there. Are you sure about that? From what I understand, when I, well, I don't know. I'm going to do it just to verify it. Because when I came up, it just said Gary Crane. I went into my own thing. Well, that's what I'm going to do, too. Um, let me, I'm going to switch computers here. All right. Let me go. I, now i got to log in back into a different different Zoom. Hold on. i got two computers going here. I'm going to log out of hers. Because I have to go into my own, right? Yeah, you're going to need to go into your own. I'll tell you where it is. See, three, four... I've never been so nervous about a remote interview and equipment. <laughs> I'm glad you're with me, man. I'm glad you're with me. Yeah. Okay, so if you go to, uh, if you're on the desktop, you'll see in the top right, there should be a photo of you. It'll say G, whatever your name is you got in there. It just says Gary Crane. Perfect. If you click on your photo at the top right and then it drops down, you'll see G or Gary or whatever. Hover over that. It, sh it should say my profile. I got to go into Zoom, right? Yeah. Somewhere on my computer. Okay. Are you on a Mac or are you on PC? Okay. PC. So I'm in Zoom right now. Right. I'm getting there. Okay. Okay. Right now it says join a meeting, sign up, sign up. So you need to sign in with a Zoom username and password? Oh, uh, I don't even know it. Gary, you might not need one to join with them, and then in that case, you might be able to type in your name. Okay, well, that's what I'm going to do. I'm just if it, you're, as long as yours says host and music business radio, then we're good. Yes, yeah, it's David Hooper, music business radio host. Perfect. And right. um, they had it down as music biz radio. You got her the liners. Yeah, I said. Uh, I said. Uh, you're listening to Music Business Radio with David Hooper. I didn't say you're backstage faster than Biz. Cause, yeah, just didn't, then I as long as she gets my name, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then I said a second sentence. I said, everything I learned about the music business, I learned right here. So listen up, y'all. So I told Becca, who I said it to, I said, we like to do funny things. I said, we'll take whatever we can get from her. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Now, do you know Becca? I do not. I'm going to, hold on one second. Okay. So yeah, I'm still here. Um, our time is, I don't even, we're, we're about 15 minutes out. So, so give me some more questions. Okay. So I was going to ask her, you know, how did she pick the songs? 
we talked about the mood thing with Kenny Rogers, like decorating, like how did she get in the mood to record it? Somebody mentioned this. I was not aware of this. I thought to go into the business end, you know, I will always love you. Apparently Elvis had the opportunity to record that and was going to, but wanted the publishing on it. And she turned him down. I'll see if I can go there. You said something about the music industry. Women, if she's any advice for women, uh, w- women in the music industry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, what kind of, when you're, well, you're saying something about the Elvis thing, what, what's your point in that question? I mean, what kind of answer are you looking for? Well, I was just saying, you know, it's, it is music business radio. So let, can we talk about the business a minute? I, I've heard this story about Elvis that you actually turned him down because he wanted a, a piece of your pie. Because basically what I'm trying to get into is that she owns all her stuff. Maybe the question is, your songs have been covered by so many different artists. Oh, perfect. Yeah, yeah. I understand that Elvis had the opportunity to record. Can you tell me that story as opposed to giving her the answer? Love it. I just don't want you to give her any answers. I don't want you to be leading in any way. Yeah. I think once she starts talking, she'll just talk. Well, we need that. (laughs) The women in the music business that's great. That's just advice. That's open-ended. That's great. Okay. How did you take the music? That's open-ended. You know, well, how did you get in the mood of recording? You could say, we understand you decorated your house in Christmas, even though it wasn't Christmas when you wrote some of your Christmas albums. Yeah. You don't even have to say, did you do anything like that? You can just say, like you said, how did you get in the mood to, to write and record these rock songs? Okay. Somebody had asked about, and I think that we probably already know the answer to this. Somebody asked about being in the studio, but it's probably, I'm imagining with 30 songs on there that, do you know this? That Does she actually get in the studio and record with these guys? Hold on. Hey, David. Sure. We'll bring you into the room in a couple of minutes. All right. I'm in. 60 seconds graphic. Are you there? Yeah. Let me, uh, let me, let me get in then. Yeah. You better get in there. You'll see at the top of the screen when you have one minute to go in your interview and need to start wrapping up. So make sure you you take note of that. Oh, yeah. Let's see here. Meeting ID Pascal. They want to make sure you have the entire title of the book, My Life in Themes Behind the Rhinestone. And then what's the name of the album? Rockstar. Okay. All right. Join. Okay, you said you already got a message, Gary? Yeah. Okay. Messages addressed to meeting group chat will also appear in the meeting room group chat and the team chat. Okay, so they're doing the whole thing through Zoom? Okay. All right. And I got a backup recorder here. So we'll have my end. Um, I went ahead and set the recorder. So all this is recorded, by the way. Okay. Um, Perfect. And then make sure that uh, you read, you know, I don't know if you said it on top of the screen. I think they'll, say, they'll give you a one minute warning. Yeah. Well, I'm going to be watching the clock pretty closely. Okay. All right. Good luck. Good luck. You're not going to leave me here, are you? <laughs> Oh, no, no, I'm, I'll be honest. No, I'm saying don't, don't, don't hang up on me, Gary. Don't hang up. <laughs> I'm, I don't want to have another panic attack. I thought you said you 
something ready. Huh? No, well, I of course I do. I'm hoping it works. I mean, okay, well, make sure you're all, you got everything ready. I'm logged in here. It says Dolly Parton interview. <laughs> Need to screen cap this thing. It's like a moment, man. Oh, I know. Yeah, crazy, man. So we're pretty close here, dude. You know, I don't know the exact time. I think it was 11.57 is when we're supposed to start. So we got 10 minutes. After that whole thing at NAM, I brought me a big-ass thing of water. If I get all weird, if I start crying, if, I, <laughs> if my throat doesn't work, get on the mic and cover for me. <laughs> don't worry. I'm sure you're going to be great. Well, I think it's going to be so qu- so so close. I just I, You got to remember, like, don't... Um, all right, Gary, they just texted me. I cannot, uh, they said, you, is it just you talking to Gary, or just or both of us? You want to get in there, you got an opportunity. I can't send a message back to her, though. Okay. Uh, uh, test speakers and mic, let me verify this. Scarlet, good. All right, I'm good to go. Check one, two, two. Oh, can't reply. Oh, yeah. All right, good. I got speakers working, good. Have you tested your audio, Gary? Okay, so you're Hello, this is Gary. No, Gary, that's the test. I know. Oh. <laughs> oh, got you. Okay. So, yeah, I can't believe they won't let you respond. Hey, Becca Dolly, I don't know if you can respond. All right, so I said uh, I I can't, but I see you just me on mic. Gary is Directing you, say that. Died in me. Directing me. Okay. So is it Becca? Is Becca online with us? Okay, she, she says okay. She just gave me a thumbs up. So how did you get in there? Oh, She sent me a phone text. Okay. Perfect. Okay, I think I'm going to hang up with you now. Is that cool? Uh, Don't you do it yet. I'm gonna get the name of the engineer. So Becca is the. All right. So she's sending me a text. God, this is it's amazing. We have to if we have to ask for the liner, or they'll have Dolly read it. Okay. Because I sent it to her. I guess we're getting on. I'm. I can't imagine what a day like this is like for them. Sure. I mean, just everything going wrong. You know. I mean, you think about where we are. And we know what we're doing. This is this is the great thing about us doing remote for so long, for the last three years. I want to make sure you've got correct title for the book, Behind the Seams, My Life in Rhinestones. I got dyslexic when I wrote it in the confirmation. Behind the Seams. Okay. She says, Behind the Seams, My Life in Rhinestones. I got dyslexic when I wrote it in the confirmation. So. He said that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Whatever. You know it. I know. Well, I hope I do. I'll be blah, 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 blah. If I can get through the questions. I thought it was behind the rhinestones, my life in seams. Go back to that. It is called. She said, I'll be on monitoring, but it'll just be you and her. No, you don't need to ask for a liner. She's got a few she's going to cut all together separately, including yours. Okay. Okay, perfect. So she's on there. Wow. Interesting. Okay. Behind the seams. I have the. The book 
right here. Yeah, behind the seams, S E A M S. Right. My life in rhinestones. Okay. Yeah, yeah, like, like clothes. Okay. Um, so did she say? So I'll be on there, but just directing, right? You're on there. Yeah, I don't know how they do that. I don't. Sometimes they don't let people be seen, which I understand because it gets intimidating to people. Not Dolly, but everybody else. Um, Can I hang up? <laughs> do you want to? Are you? Is, yeah, do yeah, do it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Hang hang up, man. I'll I'll be here ready for you, and and uh, I'll be watching for a call if you call me back. Okay. Cool. That was moments before I got connected to Dolly Parton. You can hear how nervous I was. What I'm going to play now is what happened when we connected to the session. I want you to pay attention to a few things. One, how I had to jump in with her right away. There was no intro, so I had to intro it. I was letting her know the show, letting her know that I was in Nashville. I messed up on the first question. I said she was my number one guest. What I meant was she was the number one most requested guest, but there's no time to fix that. That clock is ticking. Can we do a do-over, Dolly? Yeah, we could have, and then I would have gotten really nervous. So I kept right on going right into Josh's question. Here it is. Recording in progress. Hey, hey, man. Hey, there you go. I got you there. I love this screen here. We'll be right back. This is fantastic. Becca, I don't know if you can hear this, but this is very impressive. Uh, Yes, I can hear and thank you. But give me just one second and I'll be right with you. Okay. Okay. Are you muted, Gary? No, but I will. All right, guys. Um, we are about to take that graphic down and bring in Dolly, and then you'll have your 10 minutes, and I will flash that 60-second graphic when it's time to wrap up, okay? Perfect. And that'll come up. Uh, the graphic will come up where the graphic uh, is Up now. at the top where you see, uh, yeah, uh, all the pictures. Perfect. Here, watch. I can show you. There it is. Oh, perfect. You see it? Okay. Well, I'll try to get okay. this in and out as quickly as possible. Feel free to hang up on us. When you see Dolly show up on the screen, go ahead and say hello and get started. Perfect. Hey, Dolly. How you doing? <laughs> you know, after 18 years of music business radio, you've been our number one guest, which is ironic because you're right down the street from me. I'm on 12th Avenue. So it's oh. a super honor for you to be here. Well, hello, neighbor. <laughs> Joshua Skidmore, he says this, he said, I think her biggest gift, her superpower is authenticity. Dolly somehow managed to live her life exactly the way she chooses without dimming her light. And it's that inner light that allows her colorful exterior to exist without contradiction. She's completely real. I think your new album is a great example of this. I was going through it and you've got these classic songs that everybody has heard, yet you do you. So how, how is that possible? I just am me. I don't know anybody else to be, and I just hope me is good enough, and it seems to be working so far. But I really enjoyed doing this album, and of course, I have a certain sound. I have a certain uh, sound in my voice, so people are going to recognize that. But I have a good range, so I was able to, you know, to really sing some of these songs. I wondered if I was going to be able to do it. You can still tell that it's me, but I tried to be as true to the song as I could be any of these rock songs. And uh, I just wanted the rock world uh, to appreciate me and to say, well, she did a pretty good job, I got to say, instead of thinking, oh, well, she she warped that one up or that was this <laughs> or that. 
But I just try to, like you say, be myself, and that's the easiest person to be. Then you don't get caught in a trap somewhere trying to be somebody else. Here in Nashville, you can appreciate this. We are really built on the song, and you've written a lot of them. You're covering a lot of them on the new album, really both. And I'm curious, how did you pick these songs? Because you would, I mean, everybody would love to be on this record. Well, I'd love to have had everybody on this record, and I'd love to have been able to do more than the 30. I hadn't planned to do 30 songs. I just kept recording songs I loved, and they kept turning out. And I was hoping to narrow them down to a sensible amount of of records, and then I couldn't. So I thought, well, I'm going to make this an event. And I just chose songs that I loved, and I wrote some, as you mentioned, And then I just chose songs that my husband loved. He's the one that's the big rock and roll freak. So I've heard rock and roll in the house all the years that we've been together, which is almost 60 now. And so uh, I got that embedded in me. And so I wanted to do something for him as well. And then when they put me in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, I thought, well, I'm going to try to hit on some of these artists and see if they'll sing along with me after I recorded some of them. And so I, I thought it turned out good. And my husband gave me an okay on it. Well, I saw he was mentioned on Magic Man, on your Magic Man cover, Carl's version. Yeah, well, it did say that, uh, but he always loved all these songs, and I kind of, you know, in my way, wanted to dedicate the album to him. But that Magic Man singing with Ann Wilson, that was a major, major thrill, because, boy, she can sing. Yeah. And trying getting in the studio with her, I was trying to keep up. I thought, you got to give it all you got, Dolly, because you're singing with Ann Wilson. But I thought we made a good good team. We we had a good time doing it. I read something one time about you setting the mood for a Christmas album. Because, you know, you record things in advance and you were decorating your house like Christmas. I'm curious if you did something to get in the mood for this rock album. You certainly have a nice background today. Uh, well, I started dressing more rock and roll when I go to the sessions. When I recorded the the session, I didn't do it. I didn't decorate my house anything more than with Carl because he was rock and roll enough at the house. <laughs> so I did start wearing to the session. I'd wear like some some uh, leather things and the stuff kind of similar to what I thought. Well, I'll wear on my rock album. So I was trying to be cool in the studio, trying to get in the mood of being a rock star. But I really loved the songs, and I really enjoyed working with a lot of these people. And uh, I was out rocking them, and some of them with my clothes. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think makes a good song? Well, a well-written song is a great thing if you've got great words people can relate to. But in rock and roll, you got to have a great beat. you got to have a great rhythm. I've noticed that. You know, it's it's so much about the beat and the rhythm and and the bigness of it. But I think a great song is uh, something that people can relate to, but also something that people can play and sing along with. I think having a great hook is always great, and so much of the rock and roll songs do. You know, it comes back around over and over, and it's a real hard, you know, like, I love rock and roll. You know, it's like that comes back around and around. I didn't do that when I thought about it. She was on your album, though. Joan Jett was on the album. Yeah, Joan Jett was on the album, but she asked me not to do that one. She said, won't you do I Hate Myself for Loving You? Because everybody does I Love Rock and Roll. Because when I asked her to to sing, she said, "Uh, yeah, do, do, uh, do this one, you know, because... I think it's a better song for you. I loved her. She is so personable and she was so helpful. You know, just, she just such a pro. I mean, she was not, anyway, she even just, you know, said, nah, 
you know, everybody does that. And of course you could do it, but why don't you do this one? And I'm glad I did. It was a good choice. Well, we've been talking about strong women in the music industry, you, Ann Wilson, Joan Jett. What is your advice for women in the music industry? My advice is keep singing, keep picking, keep playing. And when I wrote the little song Rockstar, which I wanted to title, I was picturing like a Joan Jett, you know, and Melissa Etheridge and those girls that really are rock and roll that really are going to make their living doing that because so much of it's, you know, about the guys. But the girls are, you know, equally as talented. So many, so many of them back in that day didn't get an opportunity to kind of become the rock stars that they might have been had they had a little more freedom to do it. But I just think don't let anybody keep you down. You just keep singing, keep playing, whether that's in country music or rock and roll or anything else, any other business, you know who you are. Be true to yourself. Be willing to pay your dues. Be willing to sacrifice everything you need to and to compromise where you need to. Uh, but don't ever compromise or sacrifice your principles and your values and the things that you know that you need to keep for yourself and keep intact. I feel you were one of the women that really set the foundation for rock and also country. A lot of ways by owning your own stuff, by making decisions to leave maybe before things had peaked. And you seem like you're always reinventing yourself. Do you have any thoughts on that that you want to share? Well, I just think uh, if you just flow as yourself, you know, be the person that you are. And if you are a creative person, you're going to think of new things all the time. And then when you're lucky enough to see things happening, then you you know, you think, well, that happened. So I can see, uh, you know, each new dream has a little dream of its own. It's like a, like having children, you know, you got the mother, but she has little kids and then they grow up to have little kids. And so you got to kind of just follow your dreams and then make the most of what really spawns off of, of each dream. And that's a lot of that has to do with your branding too, what they call branding. Cause just like now with all the stuff that I do, I'm, I've made it as a singer and I've been in the movies. I've done so many things. And now, you know, I'm writing books and I'm doing the rock album. I just do things that I feel I can do, that I have the energy for, and see no reason not to do it, especially now that I'm in a position to do it. I want to do as much as I can in my lifetime. I want to see what all I can accomplish. And being a creative person, I love the creative end of it. But that doesn't mean I can't do commercials or sell some cakes and pies and and some Southern foods and all that. I'm a brand now. I'm a brand. But nothing ever is going to ever take the place of my music. So when I get a chance to do something like a rock album or, say, a great gospel album or a bluegrass album, I love that I can do that and I'm allowed to do it, to be able to do new things. I got one question for you. What is the similarity between writing a book and writing a song? In writing a song, you have to think about structure more than you do a book, because in a song, you got to have like a couple of verses and a chorus and a bridge, and then you got to rhyme it. But in a book, you got the freedom to write. You just let your mind go free. You still have to think in, in terms of keeping it flowing and making it make sense and the, you know, the continuity and everything. But it's, it's, uh, it's easier to write a book in a way than it is to write a song because you have so many things you need to think. And then you got to think about the length of a song in order to get it played on the radio. Yep. That's what I like about a lot of these songs in the, in my rock album. I chose to do the full versions of songs like Stairway to Heaven and Free Bird, you know, some of those songs, Purple Rain that are 10 minutes long. Yeah, I was not going to stop it. Of course, if they play it on the radio, they can go to the get up, put it on and go to the bathroom for a while, go make a couple of calls, but let it play. 
But if you're going to edit it down to get it played on the radio, it kills you when you have to edit something you love. Yeah. So anyhow, you just think have to think of a lot of stuff. But behind the scenes, you know, when I wrote my life in rhinestones, that was an easy one because I just chronicled my whole life in clothes that I'd worn in my long career since I was little and all the way up to now with all the great designers and things in Hollywood, but I still choose to wear what I enjoy wearing. I think everybody should. So same thing with anything I do. I just, like you said at the very top, I just choose to be myself. I'm better at that than anything else. (laughs) Dolly, you make me proud to be a Tennessean and we're neighbors. So when you get back in town, I hope we can get together, do this in person, maybe extend it a little bit longer because just like a song, we got to keep this one brief. So thanks for being here today. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you, Dolly. Becca, thank you. That's how it ended. If you're wondering what that comment was at the end, thank you, Becca. I think the engineer, I was disconnected. She probably went through this 20, 25 times that day. A couple of other things worth mentioning. Did you notice how Dolly got her stuff in? For example, I asked about women in the music industry and she talked about writing songs on the new album. And then when I asked about owning her stuff, what I meant by that was she owns her publishing, she owns the record label, she owns her stuff, all of it. She went into her other projects, the book, the cake mix, the non-music stuff. Then she brought it back to music and she throws the name of the book in, the name of the album. At the very end, she wraps everything up in a nice bow to give us a complete segment. She says, like you asked at the very beginning, blank, 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 closes it out. Thank you very much, Dolly. We're done. And I kind of did that too. Hey, Dolly, well, we're neighbors, which I mentioned at the very beginning, just down the street, literally just down the street. I could walk to her five or six minutes. Let's do this again when you're back in town. Did I plant the seed? I don't know. I don't know. I sent a text to Becca right afterwards. Thank you so much. And she says, thank you, all caps. So yeah, it went pretty well. Right after that, call my producer. Call Gary Crane. Calling Gary Crane. Hey. Yo, great. was it okay? <laughs> Dude. Oh my gosh, it's perfect. Dude, oh my God. It's surreal. I'm thinking she's going to be there with a microphone, you know, and it's like the it, you can see the set and it looks fantastic. Yeah. Oh my gosh. But I was like, okay, because she's a pro, but that last one, I saw that timer, you know, and I was like, I'm going for one more question. I knew I had like 30 seconds and then when she went on a couple minutes, you know. No, it was perfect. That's perfect because they're not going to cut her off. Well, <laughs> I was making sure we... One question and that could have been a short, but she took it, so that's awesome. Okay. All right. Well, I was like, okay. Uh, and, I was, and I was like, man, I hope I have my facts right because I, I listened to the whole record, you know, with Joan Jett. I was like, Nailed it. Okay. You know, you, you, you opened it up and she took it. So that's exactly what... And this is a compliment to you because some of my guys have been doing it a lot longer than you don't do. Yeah. They don't trust the questions enough or they don't pose the question in an open-ended way. But you saw how she brought it all back around. She knows exactly. What oh my God. She brought the book up. It wasn't even like that. It was like she brought it up. I mean, I think we, we both were there playing the same game. You know what I mean? But this woman knows how to put something in and then it's like, you don't really control the interview. I don't know if you felt that way. I was kind of along for the ride, you know? Yeah. Right. I'll try to squeeze it in there. <laughs> so, <laughs> Anyway. All right, dude. Well, 
uh, Becca says she's going to get the liners to us. That thing's already been done. And I think we got a little bit, a little bit longer. I can't wait to talk to Dan about this and see what the experience is like, you know what I mean? But hopefully we can, we can put our stuff together. I imagine with her being on the junket today, that a lot of this stuff is going to be real similar. Oh, I'm sure. There was a moment she said, talked about the brandy, which I don't know if she talked about that with other people, but it was perfect for us. Well, um, that was surreal, dude. And I'm going to text Becca and be like, thanks so much. And, um, I guess I'll just keep you posted on whatever comes of it. Now I got to take a nap, dude. Cause you know, I didn't sleep last night. <laughs> But I didn't cry, Gary. No, and and you know what? When you read that long quote, I was thinking, "Holy crap, that's a—he's brave." And you did it. You nailed it. Well, I've been practicing reading. So, anyway, she went with it, and uh, all right, cool. We'll have the have the footage, and uh, we'll make it happen. So, I'll talk to you soon, dude. Um, I know you're you're out there for at least another week or two, and yeah, uh, yeah. let me—I'm uh, gonna have to hit turn this recorder off here. Note about that recording at the end there when I talk about I'm going to talk to Dan. This is a guy I work with, another jock. He was also approached about doing an interview with Dolly. And the original plan was that hopefully he would have some content that I might be able to get from him and put together a full interview. Maybe we could even get together and say, hey, you interviewed Dolly. I did too. Let's talk about Dolly. And it's a show that we're doing, but we bring her clips in, bring the music in. I don't know if that's going to happen, but keep that in mind. If you've got 10, 12, 15 minutes with someone, sometimes you can expand things a little bit more one of the ways that we do that with musicians playing music, but something like this, maybe you've got archival footage, you've got a buddy like I've got Dan that's done something with her. You can talk about the experience. Maybe it's something like this, where you've got just a little bit of meat, but you're going to put a bun around it. Let me do this. Another follow-up that I did when I hung up with Gary, I sent a message to Josh Skidmore. Again, thank you. Your comment framed the entire thing perfectly. This is something else that I think we need to keep in mind as podcasters, not necessarily to do with press junkets. I mentioned that without us, these guests aren't celebrities. Media, like us, we make them celebrities. But us, we are nothing without the audience that listens to us. And it's very important when you can to bring your audience in to creating your show. If you can, get engagement from them. Let them feel part of the process. Also, because the audience, and if you saw these comments that I had when I mentioned this on Facebook and some other places, hundreds of comments, they've got ideas and they've got stories that you and I don't have. Here's what Josh said when he wrote back. Thank you for your lovely message. So sweet of you. I'm so glad you were able to mention my comment to Dolly. I've been a huge fan since I was 11 years old. I'm now 43. People used to ask me what it was about Dolly that I liked so much. I used to say her beautiful writing ability or her gorgeous voice. But as I got older, I realized it was much deeper than that. Here was this curvaceous, sparkly, energetic, and confident woman who had more talent in her little pinky than most of us could ever dream of. Yet she looks totally artificial, the fake hair, fake nails, makeup, etc. How could someone so genuinely talented and deeply rooted in her mountain DNA look this way? I pondered it for a long time. The hair, the clothes, the makeup, all of it is actually very real. It's part of who she is. Dolly Parton is the one living truthfully and honestly. For her to look any different would be terribly inauthentic and false. It was such a powerfully profound moment for me because I realized all of the pieces that make up Dolly Parton could be genuine at the same time. Nothing is separate. In a world where everyone expects people to look and behave a certain way, 
Here was this woman who followed her own rules and who people admired. I thought to myself that if Dolly can be 100% herself, then I can too. At least I can try. As a gay man married to my amazing husband with a beautiful three-year-old son, I still have to catch myself whenever I try to hide and make myself smaller so others can be more comfortable. It sucks. I have to consciously think, what would Dolly do? I know it sounds silly, but I've called upon her strength many times and it gives me the boost I need to brighten my light to stand tall and proud regardless of what others think or feel. It's not about them anyway. It never has been. It's about me. And I have Dolly to thank for that. What a great lesson to have learned. Again, thank you for reaching out. I look forward to hearing the interview. Joshua was the first guy that I sent the interview to. In fact, he's the only guy who's heard it before this episode. And once again, Joshua's given me a great frame for what I'm doing. I really should hire him as my podcast producer. <laughs> this is the opportunity that we have in podcasting. We are not going to a radio station, somebody with a tower, whatever the tower looks like, and asking for permission. Can you please let us in? Please, please, please. No, 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 no. No. We're building our own tower. We've built it. You've got it. Right in your pocket. So make that podcast, man. Be yourself. When you are, you attract people to you. This is the opposite of the tower. The tower broadcast. And the tower's great. I don't know that I would have gotten Dolly Parton had I not had a big tower attached to my message. Let's be honest about that. But, 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 as far as this podcast, Build a Big Podcast, this isn't on radio. And I love it because it's mine, because it's what I'm interested in, because I connect to people like you who are spreading messages, making the world a better place. Showing them, like Dolly did, that not all Tennesseans are whatever stereotype you have about Tennesseans. Showing them, like Dolly did, that if you don't like the system, you're last in education, for example, you hand out your own books. That's the opportunity that we've got. If you need help doing this, let me give you a couple of ways to do it. First of all, are you subscribed to this podcast? If not, bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. I'm here all the time giving this kind of advice, how to get more people to your podcast, make a podcast people care about, focus your message in a way people will pay attention to, make money with your podcast. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. That lets you get every single episode that I've got. You can listen to it on your phone. I've got three buttons for you, one for Android, one for iPhone. I've got an RSS feed if you listen to podcasts that way. If you want, you can scan a QR code. You don't even have to press the button. Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. If you are a podcaster and you want to go deep with other podcasters who are going deep, and that's with me personally, it's a personal coaching program called Big Podcast AMP, audio monetization programs, what that stands for, bigpodcast.com slash AMP. I live, breathe, and eat podcasting. I am passionate about helping you spread your message. Let's help you build that tower. Here's how to do it. Bigpodcast.com slash AMP, A-M-P. That has more information. Feel free to reach out to me with any questions. Have you subscribed yet? Bigpodcast.com slash subscribe. Go there now before you forget. And I'll see you on the next episode of Build a Big Podcast.